Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, and those of you with nothing better to do with an internet connection, Paul Johnson and Shane Hofer are proud to present the Total Stick Cast. Buckle up and enjoy the unscripted, unadulterated neurosis. All right, here we go. All right, welcome to the Total Stick Cast. My name's Paul Johnson. I'm a freelance writer, author, vlogger, creator of the Total Stick Show, and all kinds of other things. You can head on over to everythingpaul.net to get an eye full of all of that. And before we get started this week, I'd like to take a moment to say that I have seen Mr. Shane Hoopfer recently. And as many of you probably know, he had a very serious operation at the end of August, and he's kind of been missing in action ever since. Uh, needless to say, things didn't go quite as planned with that and he actually had some very serious complications. Um, but with that said, it's totally very important to him that you guys know that he is coming back. It's just that recovery and rehab is going to be quite a long trail from where he's at right now. Um, you can keep on our Facebook for a little bit more information on that. So, with all of that out of the way, I will now take a moment to say we have a very special guest with us this week! Uh, this guy used to be my boss, in fact. He's a man of many talents, and for God's sakes, he steals gold from the earth like he's some kind of Bond villain. And Jesus Christ, I want to know more about that. It's Ryan Blair! Hi, Ryan. Yay! Woo! Hey, how's it going, Paul? <laughs> good, good. All right. Um, so, yeah. So, you actually are a modern-day gold, and I guess this is where my first question falls into place. What do you call what you do? Are you a gold panner? Are you a gold miner? What the fuck do you do? <laughs> well, it's, it, yeah, gold miner <clears throat> would be, I mean, panning is just a part of it. Okay. So, but yeah, it'd be gold miner. Okay, okay. See, I thought gold miner, if I was to say that, it sounded like you were, like, underground with equipment and all kinds of stuff. So, I don't know. When I imagine that you're out there panning well, there's, for gold, there's... go ahead. Well, it's it's it's. I mean, there's there's a number of um, different kinds of mining. So the uh, kind of gold mining I do is placer. It's called placer mining. Okay. Um, I have, underground I've never heard that is, um, is is more is more hard it's hard rock mining so it's really there's two kinds of mining there's hard rock mining where you know um they get to play with explosives they blow up the rock and then the rock gets crushed which extracts um the uh the minerals so your gold your iron your silver platinum um stuff like that whereas placer it's surface stuff so you just dig a hole um, and then you you run all the gravels through um, through what's called a sluice plant. Okay. And that's and that's how you extract the gold. So there's no explosives um, with with plaster mining generally. And this has nothing to do with sitting dirty next to a riverbed sifting through water either, does it? No, 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 okay. not really. I'm, no, I mean that's my mental image when I think about going out there as one person and looking for gold. I just imagine you're like sifting through a riverbed somewhere. Well, and you can. I mean, um, a lot of uh, a lot of rivers in um, in gold rich areas, um, the river kind of acts like uh, like a natural uh, a natural sluice plant. So because of all the the rocks in in the water and stuff like that, and the water's running and and so it carries carries along the gold and and um you you get a lot of that with um with dredging where where where, where the currents and everything sort of act like a natural um well it becomes a natural sluice plant and then dredging you're you're diving in water right and and you're using a big vacuum hose to suck up the gold that's just essentially laying on top of everything Wow, okay, that's a whole thing I've never even heard of, right? They're going yeah. down there with the vacuum and doing that. So you keep mentioning a sluice. Uh, what, what's that called? A, a sluice. Plant? A sluice. Yeah. Okay, uh, What? It, that's basically a big strainer, I'm imagining? Um, no, what it is is it's, um, it's, like, it's, a, it's like a big long tray, and, and, and the water, um, it, it, you need water, and what that does is it carries... Your gravels down through the sluice plant, which where uh, there's what's called riffles, and the riffles, um, the gold gets caught because the gold is heavier than like sand or, or or gravels and everything. So it just it's the water separates it 
carries all the the useless stuff away and in the riffles of the sluice plant um that's where the gold ends up sitting okay i guess that makes sense that makes sense so i i want to know a little bit more about what it's actually like to go out there and get this stuff but before we get there i want to know how you got involved in this because i didn't i didn't think people still really did this i figured it was something for big companies that go out there and grab all the gold now and eat it up i didn't figure people were still doing that so how did you find out and get involved in this um, well, I, I mean, there's a lot of the, uh, the gold shows on TV. Um, and so I guess that's probably where, um, it first piqued my interest into it. And once I started watching the shows, you know, I started researching it and, and, um, and sort of learning everything that I could from, uh, from an educational point, um, versus, you know, actually getting out in the field and doing it. And, and yeah, so once, uh, and then I just had an opportunity to go out, uh, with, with a couple guys, uh, one time for, for a week and, um, and, and get, get, get in the dirt, okay. dig, dig holes. So that's what, yeah, that's what got me into it. And, and so, yeah, it's, it's kind of one of those things you get hooked, you know? <laughs> I guess if you enjoy it, and I mean, I can see that there would be some kind of a payoff, like you would dig for quite a while, and once you found something, it would be like that that fucking jackpot, right? Well, yeah, I mean, you you kind of hope that it does. Um, you you hit that jackpot, you know. Unfortunately, it's it's not as uh, as uh, black and white as as all that. I mean, a lot of times it's um, it's a lot of work. Um, before you even get anywhere with it, right? Because depending on the ground, um, sometimes you're you're overburdened. So everything that sits, all the you know all the all the soil and, and gravels and rock and whatever else that sits on top. I mean, you know, overburden could be a foot deep, or it could be sixty feet deep before you actually hit that pay layer. So. And do you, you know, know anything about these places when you like I'm sure there's obviously places where people know there's gold or there's rumored to be gold or whatever and then there's places where you just be starting out from scratch but when you go out there do you know that you're going to likely find something you just don't know how much or is it totally yes. up for grabs? Yeah, no, you you um I mean without like a lot of the 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 bigger mines where they have you know the you know all the all the huge uh, machinery and the excavators and the um bulldozers and stuff like that i mean they uh they'll do um test test drilling so uh core samples which tells them how how deep the overburden is and then uh it, the, the samples will also have gold in them and it's see you know and it shows how much gold they can expect but yeah no you you definitely don't just you know go into someone's backyard and say hey i think there's gold here you you, you know that there's uh, there's going to be gold, even without without digging. Like I mean, and it's it's looking at um, it's looking at satellite maps and and the topography of of the land. Um, you know, you you, you get uh, once you learn how to read read the the land and everything like that from from where where the gold comes off the mountains and and uh, you know however many tens of thousands of years ago sort of deal. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you wind up learning a lot about like topography and that kind of stuff. I think that's the right word. You end up learning yep. a lot about how how the Earth has come down to this point over the years and shifts of continents and stuff like that. I'm sure, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, you definitely get. Uh, you definitely have to. You have to know about about that stuff. Like, I mean, with 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 the you know the big companies doing the core samples. I mean, it's you know a lot of a lot of guys they're they're spending maybe a hundred and fifty thousand dollars two hundred thousand dollars to do these these core samples right um where whereas you know i'm not i'm not at that point yet um so it's you know without the drill drill samples and everything yeah you definitely have to to be able to to look at the maps and and read the read read the lab and see sort of you know okay what what it's done over the years and and where the best deposits of gold should be and and stuff like that so okay you've a you you've mentioned the big guys a couple times but like so are these large uh corporations to go out and it's just that they're sharing the data on this with normal people or are these people that started out like you and have kind of grown into being their own little entity out there like what is that 
Um, well, I imagine, I mean, there's definitely people that have, have started with a, a shovel and a gold pan um, okay. <laughs> and, and you know, become something, right? I mean, back in um, back in the days of the... Uh, the gold rush and in the Klondike and stuff like that. I mean, that's yeah. that's really yeah. what it was: is guys with shovels and pickaxes and you know, um, right. So that then then they become you know the successful people. Be, you know, they they grew and they they passed the 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 gold mining off to kids and grandkids and stuff like that. So um, and and big companies. I mean, I th- a lot of. When I say big companies, like the big corporations and stuff, are are generally more into um, they're more into the hard rock mining than than the placer. Okay. Well, right. That's, so, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say that's what I imagine. Yeah, because whenever they're talking about uh, miners or anything like that going out with a big company, it's always underground. It always seems caves, this kind of stuff. That's the traditional mental image of all that. Well, a lot of times when you when you think of the underground stuff too, they're not actually um, they're not looking for gold in those situations. Those are generally they're looking for coal. Okay. Right. Hard hard rock mining. I mean, there is there is underground hard rock mines, um, but a lot of times hard rock mining is just uh, like I say, they use a lot of explosives and they just they kind of just blow a hole in the ground and then it just ends up being a big crater sort of thing. Not the most environmentally friendly thing. <laughs> Well, it's no. I mean, any any whether it's placer mining or hard rock mining, they have to uh, uh, they have to fix the land again. They have mm. to backfill all their stuff, and, and it's called reclamation. And so that's a very big part of gold mining is, you know, obviously the the environmental impact, um, right? So I mean, we you know the the governments and and whoever else want to have as little negative impact on it so yeah no reclamation is very big uh and a lot of times you have to put up quite a big quite a big chunk of money for for your reclamation bond you know you're if you're not going to do this um you're going to get fined heavy you're going to lose your money and yeah there's um there's a few people there was actually a, a company recently that uh, they didn't do their reclamation properly, and they they buried garbage, um, old equipment, cars, oh, wow. right? And so, um, yeah, they just covered over all the junk they didn't want to haul out, and so they they were in court for about a year, um, and now they uh, they're not allowed to mine anymore. So because of that. Wow. It's good to hear that they're keeping up on that, at least, though, because if you consider having all those people going out there and doing that with no repercussion, that would be a fucking disaster, though. That would be... Well, no, and that's and that's the whole thing. I mean, you know, when you, when you come into these areas, like, they're generally, you know, they're not down the street from a Walmart, right? They're in the middle <laughs> of the bush, middle of a mountain range, and, and um, you know, so they're, they're natural habitat to the wildlife, you know, the bears, wolves, deer, whatever else, right? And mm-hmm. So they move out of the area. Obviously, the animals move out of the area while you're digging and and with all the machines and and whatever else, right? So, but when you're gone, they need to move back in. And so you, they, you know, the government wants it to be, uh, you know, obviously uh, still a positive environment so that the animal wildlife can flourish and they're not just going to die off, right? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I'm glad to hear that actually. So I guess that's part of my next question. Where do you even like? I mean, like I'm gathering like you've mentioned a couple things that there are satellite imagery. This and the other thing. So I'm assuming it's not like the coveted secret that like you commented on the 1800s and the gold rush and all that. Like it's obviously not the coveted secret it once was, right? So where do you go and do this? Like, is this the middle of the Yukon or is this? Well, there's actually gold in um, in most of the provinces, believe it or not. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's the Yukon and and Alaska are are popular areas for for gold mining. But um, there's also a number of places in in BC from the middle to the north to the south, right? I mean, um, I I go out. Uh, I've been going out to um, it's about an hour north of Revelstoke. Mm-hmm. Right, and so it's, but it's it's in the middle of the bush. Okay. Yeah, I'd imagine, like you said, it's not down the street from a Walmart or anything. No, it's got to be, it's got to be in the middle of nowhere. Otherwise, everybody would be doing it, right? <laughs> well, yeah, and I mean, at the end of the day, too, most people that do do it fail, 
Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, so, it's got a very high high mortality rate <laughs> for for people that lose their shirts and <clears throat> all their money and right. I mean, everybody. I think it's human nature. Everybody wants that that big score, right? And people, I think, since people started watching the TV shows, it, you know, obviously they make it look quite easy, and and you know they're they're pulling in thousands of ounces of gold in a season, and you know they talk about the numbers on the show, going, oh yeah, well that's you know they've made eight million dollars this year, you know, and people are going, hey, I can dig a hole. Oh God. So and so a lot of people just go out thinking. They've watched a few shows and they're professionals and experts at it, and but no, there's a lot more to it. And okay. like I didn't even know to to read the maps and read the topography and you know and stuff like that. So I didn't even know it was such a big deal on reality series anymore. Like right, because I don't like reality TV. I avoid it. I don't tend to watch Ice Road Truckers and that kind of stuff. Like, and I'm assuming they're kind of those kind of shows, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, I've never even, I didn't even realize it was a big deal on that front. <laughs> I'm not, you know what, and I'm not a big big fan of reality TV either, um, just because there, there's so much that's scripted and, and and everything like that, right? And I mean, even the gold shows, there's there's an aspect of, of scripting, and so it, it's, you know, um, but I just, I like the gold shows just simply because it is an interest of mine, um, and, and, you know, you do pick up little things here and there for for um, for learning and stuff off these shows as well, right? So it's it's educational and entertaining, I guess, on 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 a few different levels. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. So you think most people fail because they just go in there with too big of hopes, and when they don't cash out big in the first year, they kind of give up and walk away. It's just a lack of endurance, kind of. Or are these people that are putting in too much money up front? What do you think is driving most people out of this? That are suffering um, so bad, that are dying so quick. <laughs> I think I think there's a number of reasons, really. I think, I mean, gold mining is is absolutely a a, a huge money pit. Um, you know, I mean, you can spend you can spend a million dollars on land and equipment and permits without even blinking an eye. You know what I mean? So, um, so a lot of times, you know, people. You know they don't necessarily do their due diligence, or they, you know, expect it to hit, hit that honey hole right in the first week. You know where they where they come out millionaires, and you know, and sometimes it is it's it's uh, it's about the long game. You know, it's something you have to, right? I mean, you you kind of you kind of hope that you can pay yourself by the end of the season, and um, you know, keep your investors happy and everything with with uh, a kickback to them and. Right. And I mean, I think too, people that are investors, uh, you know, that aren't actually at, um, in, in the trenches, as it were. I mean, they, uh, you know, they put out all this money too, and then they don't get the returns in that first year because they think it's, it's just as easy as digging a hole. So they back out and, and, um, you know, so that can leave miners out in the cold because their, their investors don't really understand how it works. Okay, I didn't even think about that. Um, when you're talking about land permits and that kind of, so you have to buy the land or just buy a permit for the land that you're digging on. How does that exactly work? Because I didn't even think of that. Um, well, in um, depending on where, like in BC, the uh, the claims are, um, and this is kind of um, interesting when I found this out. So, the claims you're actually leasing them from the government. Okay. Right. So you pay for the lease. You don't actually own anything. Like in any of the lease uh, lease agreements and stuff, it, it you know it says more than once that um, you know that you don't own rights to the ground. Uh, it's it's surface rights only. You can't build anything. You know you can't put up structures. You can't use the the area for recreation. You know uh, things like that. But so why? Why the government does it is, is like I say, it's kind of kind of interesting. Is um, they lease the ground, and so you get, so let's say you get a one-year lease. Okay. So um, you have a one-year lease. So in that year, you have to to put in a uh, application for what's called a notice of work. Okay. Um, and that's that's your permit and stuff, and and that's where you put up your reclamation bonds and stuff like that. Um, and if you show 
that you've done X amount of work on that lease, the government will just extend it another year or maybe three years. But the reason they the reason they do this as well is because obviously the um, the bush is vast, right? Mm-hmm. And and the government doesn't have the staffing for the parkies to be able to always be in every area for you know uh, poaching or or um, forest fires or you know stuff like that. So the people, the gold miners that that have the leases are actually uh, they're not just there to mine; they're also a presence. So if anything happens, it can get reported to the appropriate uh, authorities, right? So it's you, you're kind of you're kind of yeah you're a, you become Ranger Rick, yeah, as no well doubt, as a gold miner, right? So it's it's kind of neat that they do that, but yeah, 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 yeah. That's very interesting. I'm glad you mentioned that. No doubt. And so, yeah, like- and you can't you can't just go out and work. You have to have um, you have to have the permits. Okay, yeah, that's what I wanted, because I figured, like, what's to stop you from just walking as far as you can walk and start digging and hope for the best, you know? And then topography comes in, and then this and the other thing. So you know where to dig, what's to stop you, and I guess that's what it really is. That's what it comes yeah. down to. Um, yeah. So, mil- like you were saying, like, you can spend a lot of money on these land permits, uh, reclamation bonds, this and the other thing. Um, what is there... Like, I mean, you went out and did it, and you said you went out with a group of people. So is there a way that just, like, an average Joe goes and tries it for, like, 10 grand or something like that? Like, are there smaller-scale ways to do this that aren't so financially demanding? Oh, yeah, and, and I think, I think um, you know, I'm still in that in that category of, of uh, you know, because I don't own, you know, bulldozers and, and, and stuff like that. I mean, my equipment's very small. Um so I mean, ten grand can definitely is is a good start to go out and and uh, yeah, I mean you still need the permits and everything. But even even well, maybe it depends. It really just depends on the land. The leases are generally uh, the claim sizes are generally what is it uh, five five hundred square meters? Okay. Uh, give or take. I mean that's BC anyways. I don't I don't know about uh, up in the Yukon and stuff like that, but. Um, and and I know that they have different rules uh, as well up there than than in in BC. But uh, there was there was two um, two claims that I was uh, looking at this year, and they were um, they belonged to a different guy. And I was just going to work the land, and he would you know we work out a deal. He gets a certain percentage of the gold and everything, but he wanted me to put up the. Um, the bond and for the two claims each claim was twenty thousand dollars okay right so that's yeah that gets expensive no doubt eh well the government's really cracking down hard on these reclamation bonds because you know like i said i mean it's people are coming in and they're disrespecting the land they're pulling out you know they're they're raping the land of the the precious minerals and then they're not doing their reclamation properly right or at all (laughs) So now they're they're saying you know they're they're asking for bigger bigger bonds, so that people aren't because you're not going to walk away from forty thousand dollars. Yeah, exactly. It's more worth it to call a couple cars out of there than to walk away from forty grand. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and no, that's no. and that's you know I mean it's it's uh, and it also weeds out the the people that that um, aren't aren't all that serious about it because you know most people don't have forty grand laying around. Yeah, it takes out so many of those people that just saw it on TV last night. And yeah, and that's exactly it. I mean, there's tons of what we call weekend warriors, you know, mm-hmm. that that like I say, they watch a few shows and you know they go and they buy, you know, a metal detector and and a gold pan and they think they're going to be rich by the end of the weekend and they end up just, you know, I mean, there's even even out in in, in where where I was like driving driving up to the claim through the bush and everything. There's you, you see little areas where people have had a campfire and and uh, you know they've been out there just digging holes and and what have you and they've left bags of garbages you know b- beer cans and and you know so they're just making a mess of everything mm. is illegally mining like that is that an issue like is there a lot of illegal mining that goes on because people can't afford those permits and stuff like that <clears throat> um no i don't think so i mean Okay. You know, it's it's you know guys that that have the the big equipment aren't aren't going to do it illegally. Um, plus, you'd get caught in a heartbeat. I mean, I'm sure that there's lots of guys that just go out to uh, 
you know, will buy a claim and, and go out with their campers and, and, um, you know, and they just dig a few holes here and there and, and, and whatever, right. Without the permits. But, um, cause a lot of the times guys just buy these leases to have like a, like a summer property essentially. Hmm. Right. You know, you can go out, bring your camper and camp for the weekend. Right. I mean, really? you know, um, but if the lease is only like I say, if it's a year lease and you haven't put in for a permit to do any, any work on the, on the property, you lose it. And then it just goes back into the pool and goes up for sale. Mm -hmm. That's fair though. That's fair. Um, so is it, I mean, obviously you're digging holes, so there's that aspect, but I mean, I don't know how much gear is involved this and the other thing. So is it physically difficult? And I guess kind of to tie into that, how much gear does that require at the level that you're at? I mean, obviously there's huge mining equipment out there, but just to go out and kind of do what you're doing, what kind of gear and how physically difficult is that? Well, I mean, just like anything, it's physically demanding having to having to dig and, and uh, you know, with a shovel and stuff like that. But um, I mean, you can you can go out with with, uh, say, a thousand dollars worth of equipment and, and make money. Right. Like I've got I've got a small sluice plant um, that processes about uh, a ton in, wow. in per hour. OK. Right, so um, and that's just a little guy, right? So it's about a yard of dirt. Um, so what what we what we do is we we dig the holes, uh, we dig down and until we hit the pay layer. So the uh, <coughs> excuse me, the, um, the pay layer, and uh, and then we we what it's called classify. So okay. which is which is. Uh, we sort of get you know get get rid of the the bigger bigger rock and stuff like that because you can't put that through the sluice plant and then you just end up with like fine gravels and stuff and and sand and everything that goes and then you run that through the sluice plant so it just really it depends on on how how much overburden there is right i mean that's that's where the the physically demanding i mean you could be digging for 3 days you know and still not hit hit bedrock Okay, so it all depends. Some might, some sometimes you go out. It might not be so bad. Some years might be a whole lot more digging. Yeah, well, it just depends on on the on the area, right? Every area is different. Um, I was looking at a uh, at a claim this year to buy, and um, I ended up talking to uh, a gentleman by the name of Ray Brosick, who um, who's one of the big players out in the area, and um, and he actually he's he's getting out of the the gold mining part of it now, and he's building um, sluice plants. Oh, yeah. So okay. and and um, well, his his plants they're called trommels because there's a few different kinds of, of sluice plants, but his is a a trommel, so it's just like a a big drum that rotates. Okay. So what does a sluice plant, like you said, there's several different kinds. So, I mean, like, what's the one you use? You said that can do a ton an hour. So, I mean, yeah. I guess kind of what I was imagining earlier, you mentioned the ridges and stuff like that. So in my head, it was kind of a contained washboard, almost. Is that yeah, way out I there? Mean, yeah, no, that's, that's, uh, yeah, that's a pretty good description of, of, of what it is. Yeah, it's, it's, okay. yeah, yeah, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a washboard. So, and then they come obviously in different sizes. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, it's kind of like that. You were saying too that there's a lot of, you get like weekend warriors out there and stuff like that and people that aren't, like is there a lot of competition and uh, I guess bias and like, you know, when you get one of those guys to come out, is there a group of others that look at their truck and go, oh, look at this fucking guy, you know, like is there, is there, is it oh, very yeah. clicky? Is there competition? Is that? Um, I, I wouldn't say it's clicky. I think, um, most miners keep to their own camps. Um, and, and it, it, it's a very cutthroat industry. Um, there's always concern that there's going to be claim jumpers. So people that come on to other people's claims and steal the gold. Um, like the, the, the first time I went out, uh, last year was the first. So when I first started actually getting into it, um, we uh we went out and uh we ended up getting chased by four trucks jesus down the highway yeah and it you know so it was 
it's kind of scary, right? But they, you know, they'd never seen our trucks before, you know, or trailers or anything like that. So, I mean, right away, it's a very paranoid business. So right away, I guess they assumed that we were uh, claim jumpers. And so they were chasing us to see where we were going. Wow. Okay. But then they ended up, they ended up stopping. So I'm assuming we, uh, we drove past their claim. Mm-hmm. So they weren't, wow. um, but yeah, no, it's a very paranoid industry. Um, <laughs> and it can be very dangerous. I mean, if, if you, you know, if you piss somebody off, right. And, and it's, it's a very, um, it's like a, the industry is kind of like a small town, right? Everyone kind of knows everyone and, uh, you know, and everyone kind of, kind of talks shit about everyone else and, <laughs> So I don't, I'm not like that. I've, I've said to, you know, like there's a few of the companies that I'm friendly with and, and I've just told them, I said, I don't, I, you know, I don't really give a shit about all the drama involved in this. I'm out here to dig holes and that's, that's what I'm out here to do. And, and I don't, you know, I have zero interest in being involved and, you know, you respect me, I'm going to respect you. And for me, that's all I really give a shit about. Yeah. Wow. I wouldn't have imagined that. I was going to ask you about danger, like if there was anything dangerous about it earlier, but I was thinking environmental. I wasn't even thinking the people. <laughs> yeah, um there's yeah. there's def- there's there's definitely environmental dangers a lot of times the areas have have a pretty high bear population, so um you know, it's it's important to have proper safety gear when you're going out there, whether it be guns or bear spray or or something to that effect, right? Um you know, I mean, especially for the for the smaller guys like me that aren't running big excavators and big bulldozers where the noise is enough to keep the animals away. Yeah. Right. So but uh, but yeah, environmental dangers and then yeah, and then people and I, you know, a lot of people don't realize that. But absolutely, it's a very paranoid industry and, and uh, you, you can you can step on somebody's toes pretty easily. And then I mean, yeah, you could get seriously injured. You know, I never, I never would have imagined. <laughs> you got to think this is out in the bush, right? How difficult would it be to uh, dig a hole and throw a body in there, right? Yeah, yeah. What's a Todd never came back last night. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. and that's mm-hmm. you know, it's 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 a uh, it's a scary reality, but um, that's why I just try to mind my own business and and you know I try to be as friendly as I can with people and um, because it's yeah. like I say you. you you could end up in a hole pretty quick and they'd never find you. Yeah, wow. I mean, apart from kind of those, like you are talking, stepping on people's toes and stuff like that, apart from that, like claim jumping and robberies and stuff like that, is there a big crime problem where those kind of things are concerned? Like, I could imagine somebody even targeting a camp if they knew where it was or had a bad year last year or something. Is that an issue that exists? Um... Yeah, but it's it's generally claim jumping is is generally um, yeah it's 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 gonna be by somebody who's not an actual miner sort of thing. So kind of like a week the, the weekend warriors are gonna be more the ones that are claim jumping, um, and and sometimes so and sometimes claim jumping happens by accident because you know you you need your your handheld GPS to be able to mark you know, all your, all your claims boundaries. Mm-hmm. So, and just sometimes you might read the GPS wrong and be 10 feet onto somebody else's claim. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, that does happen. And, you know, and I think in, in most situations, it's a, it's an honest mistake. And, and, uh, when, when those kinds of things happened, I mean, you know, you just, you rectify the problem and that's, you, you just, deal with it and move on right but there's there is the guys that are maliciously trying to claim jump because they have heard that that's a it's a good uh it's a good mine that produces produces gold so i mean you know they go in and and uh when they know nobody's going to be around and dig a little bit of dirt and then they're gone right so these then they've stolen that gold mm-hmm. huh have you been a victim of anything like that out there no no okay no i haven't been um not that I know of. I mean, I'm, you know, I wasn't out last year. I wasn't out every day. I didn't spend the, the full season out there, right? So, I mean, it's, but anytime I went to my claims, it never looked like anything was touched from when I had been there the prior time, right? So, I mean, you know, um, and, and I would think for the most part, you know, um, 
you're, you're probably going to have more issues with claim jumping up in in sort of more gold rich areas you know like oh, up in in, in, uh, in Alaska and and uh, and the Yukon and stuff where yeah guys are pulling out millions of dollars a year in gold mm-hmm. okay are the is it substantially and I would assume it would be is it substantially more expensive to get a claim up in an area like that than it would be just uh, but fuck no would BC kind of deal like yeah well it depends because uh, yeah well it really depends like there was there was a few operations up in the Yukon that I was looking at this year at the beginning of the season um, and there was a couple turnkey operations so you got your your claims and then you got uh, all your equipment was there and and generally like um, you know a few a few buildings like a gold shack and you know a sleeping quarters a kitchen sort of uh, area they're around 300 grand okay right and so which isn't you know which really isn't that bad of a price when you when you consider everything you're getting but now the price will vary based on on um, how much gold that the claim produces so you know um, they 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 base it uh, by yard so if or, or by ton so if they're saying that you're gonna pull out um, you know 50 bucks a ton or 90 bucks a ton right worth of gold sort of thing then uh, you know and if you have drill reports and if, if, if people have done drill reports and stuff like that it makes the land uh, more valuable because it's obviously you're getting a more accurate idea of of how much gold is actually on the property so yeah it, it, the, the price will vary from area to area claim to claim uh, the pureness of the gold um, stuff oh. like that so yeah there's a few factors Okay, so you can pull gold out of the ground that's kind of like you look at it and you go like this is, for lack of a better word, junk gold. Like there's different... Because I kind of figured when you were getting it out of the ground it was all going to be the same purity. But that's not the case. Well, yeah, no, there's different purity of the gold. Like a lot of times, I think average is about 92% pure, something like that. Okay. And otherwise right, um, it's just mixed and... with other minerals? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so and I mean that that also sort of changes uh, <clears throat> changes the value of the property as well because if there's uh, uh, like silver's not really worth anything so yeah. Um, yeah. but uh, but you know there's like platinum and and um, iridium and um, uh, cobalt copper mm-hmm. right so I mean in, in all the all the placer mining and hard rock mining I mean most most times there's still all these other minerals that are valuable that are present but a lot of guys don't uh, <clears throat> a lot of guys don't worry about that stuff because they're they're not mining for you know platinum or they're not mining for silver they're mining for gold okay are people out there mining for platinum like other people like is that a thing or oh yeah if, if it's if it's mineable, there's people mining it somewhere in the world. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, apart from companies, no, like, I wonder if there was a hobby trade for platinum, kind of. Uh, you know, that's a good question. I really couldn't answer that. Um, it's a, <clears throat> it's a different process. I think a lot of the like platinum miners are going to be um, hard rock mines. Oh, okay. So. Um, and, and I don't I don't think that there's gonna be a lot of uh, weekend hobbyists that are doing hard rock because again um, you're using explosives and and um, well I mean you can do it on a small scale too just with uh, with mining picks you know pickaxes and stuff like that so I mean you can go and just start cracking cracking boulders off and cracking rocks off and then you know there's little um, little rock crushers that'll crush all the rock up and and uh, you know, and then you can separate all the materials and stuff like that. So, I mean, there, there might be weekend warriors for that too. I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure. But gold is definitely the the way in the door for mining. If you're going to mine something as a normal person. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. that's. I think it's it's. I don't want to say it's you know the easier uh, mineral to pull out, but. Um, yeah, I think I think yeah, it's probably it's easier, right? Because I Less don't, I actually don't know least. a lot about. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and I, I'm not a hundred percent sure on how 
how platinum is even t brought out of the ground to to be honest and I, I assume it's a similar system as as this using a sluice plant or or something to that extent i'm really not uh, i'm really not 100 percent sure on on that okay that was something else i was kind of going to ask you if you come across a lot of other things while you're trying to get gold out of the ground if you're coming across other precious minerals or anything like that oh absolutely yeah Right, okay. and again, it just depends on it depends on the area. But no, I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's not uncommon to find platinum. It's not uncommon to find silver, copper, iron. Um, right, like it's it's yeah, it's definitely um, not uncommon common to come across all that. But again, you're not you're not set up to to um, to collect that stuff. Yeah. Like you know, you're you're generally yeah. just you're set up to collect gold. Oh, I was going to say, is there a permitting aspect to that? Like, if you were to come across a large deposit of something else, would you be affected by the permits you bought to go in there in the first place if you tried to pull that out? Nope. Okay. Nope, because the, per the permits and the and then the lease on the claim give you, uh, uh, you know, give you the surface mineral rights. So mm. if you have the equipment and, and everything and, and you want to get gold and silver, well, then that's fine. Okay, okay. So you go in there, you get the gold out of the ground, then I guess what do you do with it? You sell it, obviously, but is that part of um, kind of the package up there or is that something you got to come back and find a way to do? What's that process like? Well, there's there's a lot of different um, gold buyers, right? So basically you, you, you're pulling the, uh, the gold out and then, um, you know, and you clean it and everything like that and then uh, uh, it needs to get melted. So, um, because like when I talk about the purity of the gold, so you're going to get things like silver and copper mixed in with the gold, right? So that's going to, so what you got to do is you got to, it all gets melted, um, in, uh, <clears throat> in like a crucible or something. And, uh, and then that separates, um, uh, and then it gets poured into a mold, cools down, and then that separates the, uh, the minerals and then the rest of the stuff you just kind of you crack it off with a little hammer and then you've got yourself a big gold bar and then yeah and then you take it to uh to a gold bar oh wow okay so you'd hire i'm assuming at least at a lower level that you're not a corporation out there doing this you'd hire another company to do that probably all that processing right no no i really? I, I melt my own gold no yeah i uh i process all my own stuff um and uh and then and then i just i sell the bars okay wow what's is that an expensive process to go through because as you were describing all that i figured like wow you're gonna have to get a lot of gold out of the ground on one of these to actually make it out of that with a profit when you're done refining it and everything uh well, is it an expensive process no not at all it's just uh oh. it's just a, it's a it's a little oven it's cost uh, i think the uh the one i use it cost me 600 bucks for it Okay. Right, and then it just it it heats up to I don't know a million degrees or something, um, <laughs> right? But it's just yeah, and it's connected to propane tanks, right? So it heats it heats uh, heats up the gold and turns into molten gold, and then um, and then you just you pull that out of the the crucible and you, you pour it into uh, in into the mold, right? Your little square. So and and the molds are different sizes. So if you want to pour like a you know, a two ounce brick or, or, you know, a, a 20 ounce brick, right? They, they, they vary in size. Uh, so you just pour that molten liquid into the, into the mold sits for a few minutes and cools down. And, uh, so, and then you, you, that's, and that's where it separates because the gold again is heavier. So it, it sinks to the bottom. Mm -hmm. Right. And then, as, and then the, the other crap sits on the top. So once it's cooled down, you drop well cooled down enough to, to handle, and then you drop it in some water to 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 cool it down even more, and um, and then you just use a little hammer to to bang off all the slag, all the all the excess crap that you don't want, mm -hmm. and then you got yourself a nice shiny little brick of gold. Huh. That is so much easier than I would have thought. The processing aspect of it. Oh yeah, I mean, there's nothing from from a miner's. Um, 
side of it. There's nothing to do with it. I mean, it just gets you, you melt it and it's, uh, you make little bars and then you sell those bars. Right. And I mean, once they get to manufacturers, I mean, that's where I think the cost changes and, 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 and goes up and everything because that's where guys have to now take this piece of gold and turn it into a necklace into a jewel, into jewelry of some sort. Yeah. It's the craftsmanship aspect. then. Yeah. Well, a lot of times, so when you go to uh, you go to a, a jewelry store and say you buy yourself a gold chain, right? Mm. You may only have say 150 bucks worth of gold in it, but it's it's a it's a $1,500 necklace. Okay. Yeah. Well, and then that's the other thing they do with gold as well is they mix in. So you know how you've got like the 10 carat and the, and the 14 carat, 18, 22, 24. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's where as well um, the, the processing stuff changes for the manufacturers because now they, they melt it down and then they add in, you know, other minerals like copper and iron and, and whatever else to dilute the purity of the, of the gold. Okay. Yeah, of course. Okay. Uh, that's probably the first part of the process I actually knew how it went. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you said, like, there's a lot of places to buy gold and that kind of stuff. So, I mean, kind of, of course, but on the same token, I'm assuming these aren't the guys on TV who just say, we'll buy your gold, you know? So who do you sell a gold bar to? Like, <laughs> who's in that well, business? Well, there's, you know there's, I mean? there's specific gold buyers that deal in the raw ore versus the guys on tv right because the guys on tv i mean that say we'll buy your gold um i mean they they buy it from you at at, at a substantially lower value than it's worth because they want to melt it down and sell it or you know sell it to a manufacturer or sell it to a gold buyer um and and make money off of it so no there's there's specific companies out there that are are there to buy the ore at what its value is. Okay, but buy it at market or whatever that, yeah. 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 Okay. okay. And I'm really not so sure guess... how they, they turn around and make their money. I mean, it, it could be that they uh, they work for, you know, jewelry manufacturers, right? Mm -hmm. So they just, they, you know, their money comes from selling the jewelry, mm -hmm. right? Not, not uh, trying to turn around and sell the gold that they've just bought off of you. So I guess you really pay attention to the price of gold then when that becomes around that time of year, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it fluctuates. Well, I mean, yes and no. I mean, the price of gold is is what it's at. I mean, I'm not going to get out of gold mining just because the price has dropped a little bit. Um, mm. You definitely, you, you, you play it by ear as to when you sell your gold because, I mean, you know, the, the, the market does fluctuate so much that and you know and obviously you want to get paid the most right of course, that yeah. they can and uh so i mean you might hang on to you know you might not sell any gold for three months right okay. mm -hmm. or you might you might go in every week and and sell your gold it just depends yeah it depends on what the prices are doing so can i mean you, you really pay attention manage it. to it to an extent yeah yeah okay very cool um, so I guess what's next for you when it comes to gold? Like, what's your next step? Because last year was the first year you went out, right? Yeah. Okay. So then, what's what's your next ambition? Well, I just I, I'd like to to expand. I mean, you know, right now we are looking for investors. Okay. So if any of your listeners want in or know somebody that wants in, I mean. They can get a hold of me or whatever, but uh, I'd like to expand. I'd like to get to, I'd like to get, you know, bigger equipment so that I can process more and I can, um, you know, make, you know, make more money. I mean, you know, I'd, I'd like to have a sluice plant that puts through, you know, 200 ton an hour, 150 ton an hour, right? Um, because that's, that's where you can really start making, uh, you know, really start making your money. You know, right now I make money to, to, to live, you know, I make good money off of it, right? But I mean, you know, it's, uh, I was in landscaping for 20 years, you know, and, and, and that did a number on my body and I don't, I don't really want to keep digging holes the rest of my life, you know? I want to sit in a machine and 
let the machine do all the work. You know what I mean? So it's it's always just about growing and expanding. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't blame you. That's a good way to look at it, though. Trying to save your body. I don't blame you. Uh, so that's kind of your end game, then. That was a separate question I had for you, but I think yeah, that's really your end game. You just want to expand this as far as you can, eh? Well, no. I mean, I mean, yes and no. I I I feel like I want to. Uh, you know, there's a top, there's a ceiling uh, for for me. I mean, where yeah, I can certainly go past that, but you know, then right, the bigger the bigger you do with anything, the more complicated it gets, the more hassles it is, right? Um, and and one of the things, gold mining is very very difficult on equipment, uh, so you got constant equipment breakdowns, and so you know, if you if you expand to the point of having three million dollars worth of equipment. Well, you also have a ridiculously high mechanics bill, you know. So, you know, um, I only want to get so big. Like, I mean, I'd be happy processing, like I say, maybe 150 yards uh, of dirt an hour, uh, you know, where you need um, really like one loader, one one excavator, you know, one or two excavators, and a bulldozer, right? So, you know, five, six pieces of equipment. Yeah. Okay, so is this the kind of thing if you got big enough you'd have other people doing it kind of beneath you or would you always be involved in it hands-on? I think I'd always stay with it hands-on. I mean um, It's it's fun. I love it, you know, and uh, You know, yeah, it's just a lot of fun. I mean again you get to play with equipment So, you know, I'm a big kid, right? So you get to you get to play with the big Tonka toys and and uh you know, play in the mud and, and stuff like that. So I think, I mean, I'm only 40 years old, right? So, I mean, I, I'd still be involved in it for for quite a while, I think. I mean, maybe as I as I get older. It's also really a big part of it, too, is it's also about building a team that you can count on, right? Mm -hmm. um, because you got to find, you got to find employees that, you know, especially your foreman and stuff, You they, they have to have the same passion for it, the same knowledge you, that I have, for being able to read the land and you know to to you know get the maximum extraction out of there right because if you don't know what you're doing you can i mean you can lose if the sluice plant isn't dialed in properly you could just be washing gold right out the box right so that has to be set up properly you know um digging in the ground you know you want to make sure you're digging as as deep as the the entire pay layer goes and not leave half of it behind you know so it's you know, it's about having the right staff. So, and I mean, at times that can take years to train the right people, yeah, right? No and and again, being a very paranoid industry, um, and 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 everything, you also got to think that you don't, you don't, you don't want to be, um, you don't want to have employees that are stealing the gold from you. Of course, I bet that's a big issue out there too, eh? Um, no, I mean, I'm sure it happens just, I mean, any industry, right? You're going to have employee theft, right? Um, but I, I think for, for the most part, like I say, you know, people are aware, right? Like this is straight money. Like you, you, you when you've got that gold in your hand, that's, that's as good as cash, <laughs> right? So, I mean, you know, it's going to be a little bit more, um, tempting than, than stealing a chocolate bar from the gas station you work at, you know what I mean? So um so i think it's just you have the right people and you figure out pretty quick who the right people are okay yeah i and mean you, never, you can have... never be a hundred percent sure i mean you know um yeah yeah you can never be a hundred percent sure about somebody but you definitely have to have a bit of a sixth sense when it comes to people because like i said i mean that's money in hand that's just sitting right there you know mm-hmm and of course, over years, you'd have people around you, like you say, that you know you can trust. Yeah, mm -hmm. and and trust so, is a big thing too, because even even more to uh, uh, to just the gold being stolen, you also want to have staff that are are respecting the equipment. You know, making sure that the oil is topped up, making sure all the hydraulic lines are tight. You know, not not running around shitbagging all the equipment, because again. When this stuff breaks down, not only you stop making money, but you get a you get a big price tag that's attached to any repair on on big equipment. Yeah, of course. Okay. 
So is there like a holy grail where all, you know, miners want to get to? Like, is there a Shangri-La of gold mining that if only, you know, you had the money or you could afford the claim, you'd be there? Is there is there that big score out there somewhere? Well, I don't think so. I mean, there's there's different, um, right? I mean, the, the people are aware of different claims that, that have better gold in the ground. But um, no, I wouldn't say that there's one specific place or... or one specific thing that every gold miner aspires to be or do um it's it's really gold miners just want to make money right you know and i think as long as you're doing it properly then uh you know you can you can do okay for yourself okay okay that kind of surprises me of all the things i thought there would be a, a hot spot in the world for that kind of thing no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't think so. I mean, there's gold all over the world, right? And and um, you know, there's there's shitty areas around the world that have you know little gold yields, and you know, but 300 feet away, there could be, you know, um, good gold where it's the best gold, right? You know, um, there's there's. I mean, there's one specific thing that every gold miner wants to find, and it's called a jewelry box. Um, oh. or or honey hole, right? And uh, so what that is is uh, it's um, it forms uh, from a waterfall. Okay. So the waterfall, right, is 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 pummeling the earth underneath it, and it basically digs like a little hole at the bottom of of the waterfall. And so a lot of times, gold just it piles up and piles up and piles up in there, right? Um, so I mean, miners are, you know, dependent. Yeah, I mean, they're always looking for for those kinds of things, right? Because I mean, you could have millions, you could extract millions of dollars worth of gold from a from a jewelry box in a day. Wow. You know, so I mean, there's things like that, right? But again, yeah. that's that's, um, you know, it's it's about knowing the land and being able to know where the old rivers were and. You know, I mean, the land over the last million, you know, however many millions of years, it's it's changed, right? I bet, yeah. Right, a place where where there used to be a hundred foot water waterfall is now flat, right? So, it, I mean, that's, you know, um, so yeah, guys are looking for stuff like that. You know, um, every guy wants, to, every miner out there wants to find obviously wants to find the most gold possible so being able to come across something like that would be would be awesome mm -hmm. okay how far like i don't know what season if there's particularly an on season or an off season i'm assuming there is yes um generally you know end of april may right depends on uh it depends on the thaw like i think uh, i was out uh i went out when I went to go look at this claim, well, it was 18 claims, and um, and I was out there in June, and there was still like three feet of snow out there. Okay. So I mean, it just it depends on the winter, it depends on on the spring, uh, because obviously, I mean, obviously, snow's got to be gone, but also it's uh, you know the ground can't be frozen. Yeah, and of course, the ground stays frozen for a long time after snow's gone. Yeah, so it's mm -hmm. it's yeah, so I mean it just it really depends and then generally again, I mean all this stuff is weather dependent. So I mean, but you're generally looking till, you know, middle to end of October is when it uh when it ends. Okay, so that season just kind of closed up here then. But I mean, if you go up to uh the Yukon and stuff, right? I mean, you only get about 3 months of mining in, 3 or 4 months of mining in, right? Because it's Right, the permafrost is is it takes an even longer amount of time for it to, to melt, um, and and to be able to dig down and everything like that. So you know you could have sunny days for two months and still have frozen ground. Mm -hmm. So you get a shorter you get a shorter season up in in you know like up in the Klondike and stuff like that. But uh, in BC and stuff, it's generally like I say, it's around it's around you know end of April, middle of May until you know. Till, till it really starts snowing again and, and even then you can still work a little bit but yeah usually around end of October give or take does the length of the season in the area does that affect the cost of the claim and stuff like that at all or is there no no mercy no 
Okay. No, claims, claims, like I say, the cost of a claim is, is generally based on um, if they've done drill reports and they can say for certain how much a, a, ton, of, a ton of dirt is going to produce, um, you know, how much work they've done on, on, you know, to get those reports put together, um, you know, and sometimes it's, it's, you know, even without drill reports, they can say, well, this claim is just down the stream, down the river from this claim where they pulled, you know, they pulled uh, 5,000 ounces out last year, right? So sometimes it's, it's you know, um, there's no set price, like, you know, of, of, you know, or even set formula as to what something's worth. Okay. So do you have a claim that you're heading to this next season then? Are you all, are you still shopping for something? Yeah, I'm still looking uh, for, for, uh, for claims for next year um this season was kind of a bust for me because i i broke my ankle and then um so i couldn't really do a hell of a lot this year and then uh, and then now i just broke my ribs so it's yeah, kind of it's been a it's been a rough year for um for that but um but yeah no so and like i say we're looking for investors so that we can uh you know hopefully get a bigger claim and with with more equipment and stuff so yeah no we're still shopping around okay okay well um i guess well you had mentioned looking for investors and if we have any listeners and stuff like that should anybody out there be looking to invest in a gold uh mining operation you're gonna say this so much better than i am how would they go ahead and get a hold of you they can email me right okay do you want let us know what that email is. Yeah, you can, my my email is uh, rsblair, b l a i r at live dot ca. Okay. All right. So if anybody, you know, and even if anybody wants, has any questions, or you know, if if, if people want to start up their own sort of thing and get involved with it, I'm always, uh, I'm definitely always willing to to talk to people and point people in the right direction. Um, you know, you're not going to find a lot of miners like that, but for me, it's. You know, there's a lot of gold left in the world. So having having another hundred miners start up doesn't bother me in the least. I think it's, it, I love I love the industry. I, I love gold. I think it's a lot of fun, um, you know, and if other people have a dream to do it, then I, I support that 100% because far, far too often, I think in life, you know, people have dreams that they're unable to follow because life happens, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I was I was interested in this gold stuff for a lot of years, but I was married, and uh, and it, it just wasn't something that I was able to pursue it in my marriage, right? So you know, um, like I say, life happens. But now that I'm not married anymore, you know, I get to start living my life a little bit more, and and this was one of the dreams I wanted to follow. So it's uh, like I said, if anybody wants to follow a dream, I I'm I'm all about it because it's. Um, Life's too short to not. I agree. I'm really glad you, you said that. That was a great way to put that. And that's almost the perfect uh, words to leave people with, which was my next question. Is there anything you'd want to leave people with who are getting into this? But I don't... That was that was beautifully said. Um, Did I bring a tear any, to your eye? You, you brought a tear to my eye, man. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, I don't know if there's anything else you'd like to leave people with. I think that's great advice for anything, though. That that factors into a lot of things. Go write oh, a book, absolutely. go do whatever you've always wanted to do. Life is too short. That's yeah, awesome no, that you it, said that. It absolutely is. I mean, anybody that's, <clears throat> I think, and, and it's not just with gold mining, but I think uh, anybody that wants to follow a dream, get into business for themselves, uh, you know, um, invest in anything, the, the best thing I can say is do your due diligence. Right? Do your research properly. I mean, no matter how how smart you think you are, you are you're not. Right? And it's <laughs> you know, there's always something to learn. And uh, you know, especially with gold mining, I mean, there's a lot of hidden costs. There's a lot of you know, there's a lot of costs involved. And then there's just a lot of ins and outs on on how to do it. So I mean, yeah, definitely do your research, um, and, and make sure you're giving yourself the the, the tools you need to succeed. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Awesome. Well, this has been very informative to me because I, for one, did not realize that this was really a major thing anymore, at least not for normal people to go out and do. <laughs> I mean, not to call you normal. I don't want to offend you or anything. I just, no, for not to be a corporation going out there with machines to do it. You know, I mean. 
Yeah, no, I think I would say there's probably, you know, like I said, corporations and stuff, they're doing a lot of the hard rock mining. Uh, Placer mining, I think, for the most part, is still just, you know, average everyday people, you know, that that Mm -hmm. start a mining company, you know, that, you know, they're not worth hundreds of billions of dollars doing it. I mean, they start out with, you know, guys that start out with a shovel, right, or whatever. And there's a lot of of these placer mining operations that have been handed down, right? So people are, are, you know, second, third, fourth generation miners. Okay. Do you find a lot of people out there, this is kind of uh, backtracking from my initial, I was about to get us out of here for the show, but uh, do you find a lot of people out there who are, like, they can legitimately say that their uh, great-grandparents or whatever were a part of the gold rush? Do you see a lot of that lineage? Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, definitely. Very cool, very cool. Okay, well, I think I'm just about out of questions for you. Okay. Uh, like I said, I, I feel like I learned a lot more about gold than I knew about an hour ago, give or take. Um, so well, if maybe you I'll have, have any... you, Maybe next year I'll have you come out to the claim for a weekend, make a camping weekend out of it, and you can come learn even more. Go get dirty and find some gold. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if you have any questions for Ryan, you can hit him up at that email address, or you can send them to our Twitter, at Total Stick Show, um, or Facebook. You can find us the same way, at Total Stick Show. So, yeah. So that's about it for us, and we have a tradition on the Total Stick cast. At the end of every episode, when we say goodbye to everybody, and you don't have to join me, I'm going to give you the demo run first. That's what everybody does wrong. So before we say goodbye, we just give a great big bye that deafens everybody and wakes them up because they fell asleep with the podcast running. Okay, so <laughs> hey, I'll get so, involved in that. I like screaming like a girl. Yeah. Oh, you have to get involved. I make everybody get involved. I people. I make strangers get involved, and I know you. So I. <laughs> so all right. So that's it yeah. for us. This has been the Total Sick Cast. This has been Ryan Blair with us today, and bye. Where are you? Sup, Ryan? Ryan? So that's it? Oh, fuck! (laughs) I am leaving this in the fucking show. Okay, so this time you have to join me. Are you ready? Yeah, you were cutting out, so... Oh, was I? Okay, because I couldn't hear you on that last one. Okay, alright, let's try it again. Okay, okay. Bye! (laughs) No, that's hilarious. I can hear you at all. Yeah, you just keep cutting out. I don't know why. I don't know. Oh, okay. Thank you for joining us on the Total Stick Cast. The Total Stick Cast is available wherever you listen to podcasts, including Google Play, Apple, Spotify, and Stitcher. We appreciate your ratings and reviews as they help other people find us and help us to grow. Please take the time to let us know what you think. The Total Stick Cast is hosted and produced by Paul Johnson and features Ryan Blair and Terry Savage. You can connect with Paul Johnson directly on Twitter at OffTheLP or at EverythingPaul.net. That's EverythingPaul.net. You can find the Total Stick Cast on Twitter and Facebook at Total Stick Cast. You can also reach us by email at TotalStickShow at gmail.com. My name is Larry G. Jones and this has been the Total Stick Cast. Thank you for making us a part of your day.